Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Stephen King books that have been adapted into movies have been real hit or miss. I'm kind of looking at you, Dreamcatcher. So today we're reviewing the movie Cell. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Hometown Ghost Stories horror movie review, where I am your host, Rob Coakley. As always, I am joined by Dave Wilkins. What's up, Rob Coakley? Thanks and, for having me. Uh, uh, we're so pleased that you're here. And Jesse Wilkins. I'm pleased that I'm here, too. Yeah, no, we're not. And we are reviewing the movie Cell from Stephen King. And we're just going to jump right into it. Dave, do you have a synopsis? Cell, a, a cell synopsis oh, for us. Oh <laughs> my god! She's in the show now. <laughs> it's not going to get gonna better. Get spicier than that. <laughs> cell, 2016. A graphic novelist played by John Cusack begins a desperate search for his estranged wife and son after a mysterious cell phone signal transforms New Englanders into savage killers. So. I read the book a few years ago and I liked it. And then I watched the movie, which got the movie got 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really bad. And I don't know why the movie got rated so bad on Rotten Tomatoes, because I really didn't think it was that bad of a movie. To be honest, I thought it had a good cast and they were, it was well acted. I thought it was an interesting concept. The, Rob's making stupid faces at me. Okay, what? John Cusack's a bad actor. Samuel Jackson can't act. What are you? You're, are you muted? What's Someone happening? Muted right now. I love it. <laughs> John it? Cusack. John Cusack was awful in this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. He was. This is the. I like John Cusack. This is the worst performance I've ever seen. He was just in my John entire... Cusack. No, he, was, he sucked. He was this awful. Was, this was just 1408, just rearranged. No, this no. is 1408 was good. This yeah, was, was garbage. This did, was you no, did you notice in the very opening of the movie when he got off the plane what the plane number was? Was it 1408? Flight number 1408. Yeah. Uh, was the first thing I got. I was like, ooh. Did you notice that the rest of the movie sucked even after that? Because it was <laughs> awful. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm eager to hear your thoughts on why you didn't like the movie. I thought this was a cool concept. Almost like zombies. But, uh, you know, anytime you get a, a unique take on zombies is... I think you get credit for that because everyone's done a zombie movie and they're always very similar. It's hard to get a unique take on any sort of a zombie. And this one was now, whether you want to credit the movie for this or credit the book for this, I think you kind of have to credit the book, but it was eerie. It was creepy and it was unsettling the way that this, this virus was transmitted and it was a unique story. I liked it. I didn't think it was, it's not a five-star movie for sure by any stretch, 
they had some funky CGI that I wasn't crazy about. But uh, for the most part, I thought it was a decent movie. I didn't have any real issues with it. I'll let you give your little opening, Jesse, before I give mine. Yeah, the the movie it was a bit of a letdown for me. I had just so so I threw this one out to you guys just because I happened to be watching it. This is kind of what I do. I'll read a book and then I go to see if there's a movie about it. I actually didn't even really know there was a cell movie. Now I had reached out to Dave when I started reading the book and he's like, Oh, good movie. But I was pretty sure he was talking about the book. wrong movie. I said good book. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought you I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't well. watched I hadn't watched the movie until until oh, Okay. So you it. also just watched the movie. Yeah. All right, very good. So I was a little bit worried because as I was reading the book which I now notice has a sticker on the front that says now a major motion motion picture. So I guess I should have known off the bat that it was a movie, but as I was reading the book, major motion picture is a stretch too, but go ahead. It had Samuel Jackson in it. All right. It was a major motion picture. It, the movie off the bat, I was like, I don't know how they're going to do this. Now this isn't a review on the book. I think the book was at least four and a half stars out of five. So there's my quick review on the book. I thought it was, it was really well done. But as I was reading the book, I was like, I don't know how they would make this into a movie. It seems like it's it would have to be a massive budget for a movie or they're going to drop the ball because there's too many little things to try to convey into an hour and a half or a two-hour movie for this to make sense. It probably would have made a great TV series, but with The Walking Dead and now you have um, the other new one there. It doesn't matter. This came out in 2016. Right, right. But with so many things... Well, Walking Dead was probably out by 2016, right? No, I know, but I'm talking about the newer zombie. You're talking about... Well, I'm saying if they were to do it now, it probably wouldn't work just because you have so many different ones that are that were really well done. It's tough to squeeze this all into a movie. And I didn't think that the movie did a great job of really explaining why they're going from point A to point B. And there's no real introduction into a lot of these places that they went to. So it, it, it was tricky. The, off the bat... The audio levels were all over the place. Now, this movie is free on YouTube with ads right now. I don't know if this is a YouTube thing, and I don't know if you guys caught this as well, but I found myself consistently having to adjust the volume. In particular, in the quiet scenes, it was way too quiet. And then all of a sudden, when you have these zombie people that are transmitting this noise, it is the most ear-piercingly loud noise of all time. And now I'm having to immediately jump up and turn the TV down so I don't wake up the kids. Just off the bat, I was like, volume is all over the place in this movie now i don't know if i know horror movies do that intentionally sometimes they will still give you a loud they want you uncomfortable they do things that make you uncomfortable they'll do that with the score a lot of times a lot of times i know you've mentioned it and i think every time that you've criticized the score of a movie it has been actually bad but a lot of horror movies will will write an unsettling score to stress you out and put you on edge and Mm -hmm. that's a major part of making you feel uncomfortable and unsettled watching this movie. I think this leans a little bit more towards that when they're making that, that transmission noise with their mouth, it's supposed to be unsettling. It's supposed to make right. you jump. I understand that, but I shouldn't have to get up and constantly adjust the TV just to hear what people are saying. I actually had to turn on the subtitles because I was like, I'm not going to keep going back and forth here. So, and this is in my living room where I watch movies all the time and never have this issue. So I understand why movies might do that. I don't think this was done on purpose. I just think it was done poorly. The score of the the movie was fine. I thought the music was great in this movie. It fit perfectly fine with it, but all over the place with the music. In particular, there was one scene that was so stupid the way they did the audio So they're walking through, this is towards the beginning of the movie. You have Samuel L. Jackson, you have John Cusack, and they're they're walking through the train tunnel. And they're talking to each other, and it's really, really echoey, which it's supposed to be. 
but it was so echoey that they were just their words were being swamped out. I could not understand a word that they were saying. And it it was a really long dialogue. It was like at least a full two minutes. And it's like, you should have tweaked the audio here, add a little bit of reverb. So you get the understanding that they're in a tunnel, but you shouldn't not be able to hear these guys. It was, I, 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 I'm going to interject here. I, I watched this movie and I, but I watched it with headphones. Well, I listened to it with headphones. I didn't watch it with headphones. But and I had no issues with the sound. I had I had no issues with dialogue. Right. I couldn't. You shouldn't have to wear headphones to watch it. You understand? It that wasn't, I wasn't. Wear, I wasn't doing it with headphones. No, I understand. I was like, Fuck! I better put headphones on. No, but, but I think but that you're, you might be getting the intended quality. So you, it's not a movie is not intended for people to sit and watch it with headphones on. I'm no, saying you're I'm at thinking, an advantage by wearing headphones. You I'm sitting in front of a TV, up. like 99.99 percent of people that are watching a movie in front of their fucking tv not everyone's like let me go get my headphones and watch a movie sometimes a i do that do you have a sound bar yes your settings might be screwed up i, I wasn't using the sound bar. then what were you using my tv you, audio what, like 99 point i watch a tv I, like a normal I, person watches tv Jesse, i watched it with the volume when i asked you do you have a sound bar what the fuck did you think what i was you, talking what do you want about me to lie to you i have one but i just wasn't using it <laughs> Why are you not using it if you have it? Is it not set up? I don't understand. No, it's set up, but I got to go up and press the button. I didn't want to go. I mean, I was already get. I probably should have. But you're using what is objectively inferior sound quality and complaining about the sound quality. I'm just saying, for the average consumer, I am using what practically everybody uses. You're actually the only person on the planet that wears headphones watching a movie. No, you and I watch movies all the time with headphones on. It depends on whether I'm sitting at my PC or if I'm sitting on the couch. Nobody I happen to be sitting at my PC. Headphones. This is outrageous. Anyways, audio is all over the place. Maybe it's the YouTube version. We don't have to dwell on it for more than 15 minutes like we already have. <laughs> but for me, this was a point that uh, that I did not like about the movie. But overall, I enjoyed it. Rob, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you dive in before we start. I actually don't think we have time to get to Rob's on this one. Um, I want to talk about some of the acting. <laughs> I think that this was a well... I think this this was a good cast. I liked it. I think that the probably the standout actor in this was Isabel Furman. I thought she did really good. She's excellent in everything I've seen her in, though. Just a really well-rounded actress. Great job. Samuel Jackson is always Samuel Jackson. John Cusack is always John Cusack. So whatever Rob is about to say, you could probably just, you know, mute the volume and turn on subtitles. Just fast forward right over it. Uh, yeah, I actually thought Samuel Jackson was great in this movie because he didn't go full snakes on a plane. <laughs> he absolutely could have, because this is as chaotic of a situation as you can be in. But his character was a calm, cool, collected character. And he was that throughout the whole movie. I thought he actually did a really good job on this. Dave, right, anything well. else before we maybe get to Rob? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, let's just think of something else to talk about then in the meantime. Yeah. Um, the book was good. And, and I understand where you're coming from <laughs> with how you're condensing the book into the movie. I thought they did an okay job with it, because the book was... One of my main gripes with the book was I thought it was a little bit too convoluted and the story did get a little bit wacky. And I was like, maybe if they can condense this into a 90 minute movie, um, actually don't have the runtime in front of me, but maybe they can cut out some of that just wacky stuff that, that, that really kind of just, like I said, convoluted the book. And I thought they did a pretty good job. Yeah. It was it into a hour 38, got a 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, not great. Not great reviews. So maybe, I don't know, maybe Rob is on to something. But uh, we'll never know because I intend not to let him talk. <laughs> I had no problem with the sound quality because I was sitting there actively punching myself in the fucking face, hoping to go limp and unconscious to stop watching this travesty of a movie. 
This movie sucked. I don't know what you guys are talking about. It was good. I'm convinced that John Cusack walked on set one day, looked at Samuel L. Jackson and goes, I bet you we can do every scene in one take. And that's what happened because they were <laughs> both terrible in this entire movie. John Cusack showed a no emotion at all. He kept saying the same lines over and over again. Half of the movie didn't make any fucking sense. People were doing stuff that no one would do in this situation. The motorcycle, I, my whole screen just went black because it was also so angry. The whole <laughs> motorcycle situation where the couples, they understand what's out there and they're riding a fucking motorcycle through Boston and they think they're going to get away from like a group of roving like zombies. And that's the convenient way that these people get through Boston. They what, walk what, what, from. Wait, wait, wait. What? What's wrong with a mo like? Why? What's wrong with a motorcycle? A motorcycle's faster than zombies, and you can weave in and out of parked, broken down cars. Well, What's clearly happened? it didn't what happened? fucking work. <laughs> what happened is they died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's worked. what happened. It didn't work, but that doesn't mean it was a bad idea. This is why you think an yeah, eleven percent movie was fine because you of this stupid fucking fuck nonsense. What says. I well, you should fuck. because you yeah. clearly say, missed the mark on this movie. How did the original Evil Dead do? It I have the choice to walk through a zombie apocalypse or taking a motorcycle. I am scooting out of town on a motorcycle and taking that risk. You get in a car. There's a bazillion cars. You have more. You have more armor around you. You can just get dragged off a motorcycle, no problem. You get a whole roaming gro group of zombies, and they go down this fucking alleyway dumb fucking people and it's all there just so that these people can walk across the street and walk all the way like 30 towns away in one day it, it was garbage this movie was garbage oh all of a sudden they get a cell phone signal coming out of their fucking mouths halfway through yeah, the movie I thought that the was fuck cool. is that was stupid that shit made no sense at all this that was, was this was yeah, okay this was again to go back to the book this is something that was much better explained in the book and the movie dropped the ball on this because what it, what had happened was all of these zombies that basically the zombie bite in this movie was this radio transmission signal. And they did a great job of explaining that these things were transmitting this sound to create more zombies. So instead of a zombie bite, like in every other one, you have this transmission signal and it was described pretty well in the book, but this is another thing where I'm reading the book. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to put this into a movie. So it was kind of uh, something that they didn't do a good job with at all. The and then when they do set up rules, they just go off the fucking window three seconds later when they're all laying in the field and they set them all on fire. Right before that, the old guy shows him like, look, I can stab them because they're listening to music and it's nighttime. They're not going to get up. As soon as they light the field on fire, they start getting up and running at them like you just established that they're not going to do that. And they fucking do it. So what are mm -hmm. you talking about? What rules are you giving me here? It was this that one guy's interpretation of how he thought it worked and ended up being wrong. That's not a right. plot. That's not a plot hole. It's just, it's fine. It's just, well, he wrong. showed it. He demonstrated it. Yeah. And it didn't work, but he demonstrated it did stabbing work. it. You no, he, he demonstrated by stabbing them. And then they found uh -oh. when they light them on fire, it didn't work the same uh -oh. way. It's just different a, it's thing. A, different thing. <laughs> do, all right. All right. Let me stab you and then let me light you on fire and we'll see. What yeah. You, I'm going to hate worse. both of them. I'm going <laughs> to run with both of them. They're both going to suck. Yeah. That was a bad, that was that one bad take. It was just, it was not a plot hole. It's fine. It's just one dude got it wrong. Yeah. The other thing with that scene too, by the way, spoiler filled review. The other thing with that <laughs> scene was <laughs> in the book, you had this whole, they were there for a long time and they were kind of going over, well, how do you know so much within 24 hours? He's like, well, I don't, but these are my theories. And they did a much better job of explaining that they didn't really know anything, but they were trying out some things. They knew that at night they would group up and they would all kind of create this radio signature and go like, 
or uh, radio signal and they would go basically docile overnight. And you're basically, you're different than other movies. You got to hide out during the day. You go out and they're, they're not going to harm you at night. So that was a little bit different. But the way this guy ended up killing himself in the books was this red shirted leader of like the zombies basically was showing up in everybody's dreams and he was trying to manipulate people into either picking up a phone so he could also zombify them or doing other sorts of things. And this guy actually got into that uh, professor's head and made him stab himself in the eye with a pen. And you had this big, long thing where the kid that was with him became like a real vital part in, in the story. And he ends up driving that ice cream truck at the end and setting it up to explode and everything. The movie just maybe because it was only an hour 38, but they just, they missed out on something. Like I wish that they did a better job telling the story. Cause I'm watching the movie and I'm just thinking, I'm like, if I didn't read this book, I'd have, I would have no idea why this is happening and how it's supposed to be fixed. You know what the biggest problem I had with this entire fucking stupid movie? So when he goes to his house where he's looking for his family, his stupid fucking John Cusack face going around that stupid goddamn house, all of a sudden he decides to look in the attic. That's a stupid fucking part of this movie. Another stupid fucking part of this movie is when he goes into the kitchen and the kid left the note on the refrigerator. Nobody has that many fucking magnets on their alphabet magnets on their refrigerator. It's an entire goddamn sentence. What are we doing here? It's so goddamn stupid. Did he did he leave it with with magnets in the in the movie? I, I must have missed that part. Yeah, he left it with a hundred. Yeah. And he and the kid wrote his entire name, his first, middle, and last name. He would never <laughs> fucking do that, you stupid fucking kid. I hate this stupid goddamn yeah. movie. This movie yeah, sucks. There there were moves that the movie made where I just I just don't understand. Because in the book, he just had a note taped to the door, and his dad actually got mad at him. He's like, "Why would you just put one piece of tape on it? This thing could have blown off if there was wind." So again, just just another another part that the movie unnecessarily messed up. Also, they stuck the mother in the attic. She didn't have to be up there. She wasn't there in the books either. So I kept telling myself I'm not going to just keep talking about the book this time. The I'm sorry. Movie? Yeah. I mean, this is a movie. But review. I'm saying why We've this movie should have been book. better. Yeah. You spoiled the book. <laughs> I'm encouraging people. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline to read the book so if they oh, watch this movie this review <laughs> if they watch this movie review and hear things that are that rob is saying they might think oh well, i'm never gonna read that book but no i, I enjoy the book it's i don't think day. anyone's gonna take anything rob rob hasn't made a good point yet i've made all the good points the alphabet like what are you talking about if, rob? if people have gotten this there. far into the show i mean i think we've probably established that no one's gonna take anything rob so seriously anyway so hmm. I've, clearly, yeah. everyone else. I thought you were about me. to. I thought you were about to Irish goodbye so hard out of this. Right <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Rob grabbed his mouth. He, mouse is leaving. <laughs> I uh, mean, one. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna Pick say one negative. Stupid fucking point. No, one negative that I have. Um, and th this movie's not flawless. Obviously, I'm not saying any. It's not. I liked it, but it's, it wasn't great. One problem with this movie was that dude with the Boston accent who ended up blowing oh himself God. up. Oh my God. Worst acting performance ever I've seen since <laughs> Scream Six. But I wonder if I wonder so if other bad. people, other people understand how obvious a faked box Boston accent is. 
like I work in Boston, obviously Rob works in Boston too. So it's like, like we understand we all have slight Boston accents, nothing too serious. Dave, um, Dave lives with his wife who's severely suffering from a Boston accent. <laughs> so he experiences it every day. But when we hear like an actual, when you hear a bad Boston accent, it is, it goes right through me. Oh my Lord. It is so bad. I think it was the Adam Sandler Halloween movie recently. Um, like Hubie's Halloween or something like that. And that was supposed to be basically in Salem, but I don't think they said it was Salem. And they had so many people trying to do Boston accents and there wasn't a single one of them that was good. And there was a few of them that stood out there. It, it, it be, I mean, the movie was kind of unwatchable anyways, but it became like, oh, dude, it's so bad. But yeah, this guy in this movie, next level bad. There, there's so many of them that like they, they put on like a British accent. And yeah, it's like because they don't know how to do it, they, or they overdo it. Yeah. Uh, so kudos to Ben Affleck because when he when he directed that, what movie was that? Whatever. But when he directed a movie in Boston, he went out the and town. handpicked not the town. He it was uh, I think it was Mystic Gone River. Baby Gone. Oh, Gone Baby Gone. But he yeah. went out and handpicked people with authentic Boston accents that sounded real, and it was it worked. It translated. Is um Jeremy? Was it Jeremy Remmer? What's Ryan. his name? The guy from um Renner. Renner. Yeah. Reiner. I think he's not from Boston, right? But I think he did a good Boston accent. He's not that I know of, but yeah, he 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 did a good one. That was the town. That's it. That's the only one. It's the only guy who's done a good Boston accent that might not be from Boston. Right. I just want you to know that, yes, the critics gave this an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, but over 2,500 people for an audience score, it's got a 17%. This movie's fucking clown garbage, and the fact that you like it is appalling, and it it irritates me fully that you guys like, like, are like, oh, this movie's okay. It's fine. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it, so I can't make a, I can't make fun of it. It's fucking garbage. No one said that. Samuel L. Jackson mailed it in. There's another stupid part where they're running from the zombies, and Samuel L. Jackson goes, oh, fuck this, and turns around and starts shooting for corny. no reason at all. And then well, they, they hide were, under a boat. They hide they were, under a boat. They were Come closing on. in on him. There was nowhere to go. Uh, the fuck this one, whatever, whatever he said there was corny, but Ugh. they hit under the boat and nighttime hit just in time. And that was the first time that they saw that these things are docile at night. Oh, Again, God. this wasn't a great movie by any means, but I got through it. I had to get through it. I hated it. I was so angry watching this movie. It was so bad. This movie sucked. It was <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Um, I was so mad you picked this movie because you read the book. You're like, let's watch Cell. Let's never fucking watch Cell again. Hey, I, I will I, I never you guys watch this movie again. I threw it out there. I'm like, I do happen to be watching this if you guys just want to review this. And we settled on it. So I thought it was okay. Uh, the ending, they dropped the ball as well. It's just, it could have been, if they just left it as is, it would have been a really creepy ending. Dave, Tell you me what the, the ending was in the book. In the ending of the book, he they do the explosion. Mm-hmm. And that basically, it doesn't fix everybody. It just resets them. So now every all the zombies, they're no longer like angry, but they're now like lost. Like they're just waiting for a new message from their leader, but their leader's dead. So you have all these zombies that went from like angry, violent zombies to just basically just wandering around, almost like they got like a lobotomy, like like like, like the lobotomobile rolled up and took <laughs> care of all of them. So basically, they were all lobotomized, and they're all just kind of like stupid people just wandering around. And he ends up. He doesn't find his son there, but he goes back to like his hometown and he finds his son just kind of sitting on a random curbside. Eventually, after a long time, he was searching for days and days and days trying to find his son, showing the picture to thousands of people or whatever. Ends up finding his son, but his son had been 
infected or whatever, or he got the pulse as they call it. But now he was just kind of rendered just a shell of his former self. And he was basically like a dog. Like he had to go, he wanted to sleep under the bed. He would sleep in the closet. He didn't talk. He would go like outside to go pee and stuff like that. Or he'd wet himself. And he was just basically like taking care of, um, essentially like a vegetable, you know, just a shell of his former self. So as a last ditch effort, I was a shell of my former self after watching this fucking movie (laughs) as a last ditch effort, he powers up the cell phone and they had explained to him earlier that there, there might be like a reprogramming. If you try to give them the pulse one more time could make them angry again, or it might just, who knows? It's like a, a computer resetting itself, like a reset button, hard reset, if you will. So he, Basically, he puts the phone up to the kid's ear, dials 911, hits call, and then the book just ends. So you don't know if it fixed him, if it made him violent, if it killed Fuck him. You, Stephen King. You're just left on edge. I thought it was a great ending to the book. And I was like, damn, that's cool. And then they just fucking ruined it in the movie. You just completely yeah. just did something completely different. I was like, damn. Yeah, that is a better ending. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. Where you're, at, least, at least it's a cliffhanger. So, yeah, they make him a, they make him a, a, a cell phone zombie at the end yeah, of this kind one. of but they give you two things so first you have him like walking away with his son and then they show you back with the cell they show him back with the cell phone zombies at the end like so maybe it didn't happen uh, oh i assume that's what was going on in his head as he ran around in a circle yeah. no that yeah. wasn't a happy ending yeah right that was a, it, but that it was, was like a... like you have a wonderful unsettling who knows what happened ending at the end of this book he should have left it as is yeah so, that actually would have played well on tv on screen too yeah i probably would have been like yeah the ending was fine i still would have hated the movie mm-hmm. leading up to it but god this movie sucks so bad i don't <laughs> i just don't i did like the ending of the book better but i didn't have any real issues with the ending of the movie either i thought it was a nice unsettling ending with uh your protagonist walking as a zombie so it would I, dis- I disagree. I disagree because I'm sitting here and I'm watching the movie and I'm kind of on the fence the whole movie. I'm like, oh, they're they're rushing it, but they have to rush it. I understand that. And I'm like, they're missing so many good points. And and then the I'm like, but at least we're going to get this cool, eerie, almost like the mist kind of ending where it's going to leave you unsettled. I won't spoil that one, but a good, solid Stephen King ending. And it just, they they, they didn't. They went a different route. And I don't like it. Well, the so, mist wasn't even a Stephen King ending, right? I know that, but we're not going to get into that because we'll we'll review that eventually. Let's not spoil more things than we have to. Mm. the The other thing with that guy that was even worse than John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson in this movie with the Boston accent, that scene where he goes to blow himself up, there's there's a part of that scene that makes no sense, where they show the girl that that guy was with in the back seat, right? And when they pan to her with the camera, she's like smiling like she knows what's going to happen. But she clearly doesn't know what's going to happen because she's like uh, so unsettled by what does transpire out there. But they made it seem like she knew what he was going to do. Did they explain why he did that in the movie? Not really. He said, well, he said uh, he kind of explained it, but the acting was so bad that, you know, again, I was smashing my head against the coffee This is like the... the I hate to do this, but at this point, this is the, this is the review, right? Why the book was better than the movie at this point in the movie. The reason that he blew himself up was because the leader of the zombies was supposed to, is supposed to be able to read your mind if he's close enough. Mm -hmm. And so the leader of the zombies would have known that he had an active cell phone in his pocket that he was going to use as a detonator to blow up all of the dynamite he had in the back of that van in the ice cream truck. So in the movie, I mean, in the, in the book, he gives the cell phone to John Cusack's character 
and it's like you only have to call one phone number. They don't know that there's actually still cell reception in this area where they're all centered in, which in the book, I think it was a carnival. So he had a plan, but he's like, this thing is reading my mind. So he's going to know if I show up with the cell phone, he's going to know why I'm there. So he gives main character the cell phone and then he blows himself up. So the thing can't read his mind anymore and know the plan. And then he goes out and and works on the plan. Do you just want to read the book to us right now? <laughs> well, I'm explaining why that scene was supposed to make sense, but again, it's like the movie just dropped the ball. That's a quick little exposition dump that you could do or a scene that you absolutely shouldn't have cut out the movie because it it leads to the ending of the movie. And it's it's such an important scene. It's just everything was chaos in this movie and it just it was not executed the way I would have liked to see it. Executed. I wish it I wish this movie was executed <laughs> because it's so bad. All right, do we want to get into some fucking scores in this stupid movie? I've sworn more of this episode than any or all the others combined because I hated this movie. Mm, you are and upset. I, and I'm still going to give it a one star. Gets one star from me. Why? I did like the acting from the girl from Orphan. She was actually really good in this movie. She's the absolute only bright star on this. I hate that I didn't like John Cusack because I like him. In just about everything I've ever seen. This is the worst performance I've ever seen him give. Samuel L. Jackson was there for a paycheck, it felt like. Again, I really felt like they just talked to each other and like, let's see if we can one take every scene. And that's what they did. And they just I felt like those two kind of mailed it in, in this movie. I felt like Samuel L. Jackson gave no emotion, not that I need him to overdo it. The the CGI was god awful. Oh, like yeah. real next bad. Level awful. But the film was fine. Like like the way it was filmed was decent. It didn't look shitty is what I can. It's like the best thing I can say is it doesn't look bad. So mm-hmm. one one star for not looking bad, I guess. And for uh, what's her name being actually phenomenal in this. I added a 3.3. I thought it was oh an interesting. Um, I mean, that's not a great score. It's okay. But it's, uh, you know, it's a D. But uh, it's. I like John Cusack. I didn't think he did as bad as you said he did. I don't think it was his best performance, obviously. But I liked the unique play on zombies. I liked the story from the book, and I thought it translated fine into, you know, condensed into, you know, 98 minutes. And I thought, again, Isabel Furman was great. She played that character, which translated from the book really well also. And, um, yeah, I thought it was it was cool. I thought it was a cool movie. I, li- I liked the the zombie transmission uh, from the with the cell phone signal, and uh, I thought it was a unsettling ending. So I do it, like it that enough. concept. I just want to, sorry. I do want to say I do like that concept of the cell phone being like the carrier for it. Mm. That is that is a good concept. It's just everything they did with it I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was it was going to be a difficult one to shoot just because of how many people you need to be in this movie with all the extras and these things are moving in hordes. So I knew it was going to be a high budget movie. And because of that reason, they basically completely skipped out on a lot of the Boston scenes, which I thought were pretty important to the development of the story. It just didn't execute a timeline that was, you just couldn't understand really what was going on. And like I said, why they were going from point A to point B, it just didn't execute great. It's a 3.1 for me. Um, when the movie started and I saw that bad CGI with the plane crash that was the most unscary plane crash vault. That should have been a terrifying scene with the planes just like s- s- shooting straight towards you. 
it was just so laughable. It was it was pretty bad CGI there. But there were some pretty gory kills in this movie. I mean, it it didn't hold back on the violence, and it was a zombie movie without being a zombie movie. There weren't really anyone that looked like zombies except for maybe the leader who had like kind of a decayed face. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was just people that were. It was just attack of the crazy people, which is pretty much what Boston's like, anyways. So <laughs> it was pretty relatable. But uh, overall. I do wish it was better and I wish they didn't completely drop the ball in the ending. Didn't like that at all. Um, I'm just trying to look up the budget on this movie. What I can tell you is this movie was so bad that they decided not to even release it in theaters and they went direct to video with it in 2016, which was not as common back then. So they put this movie together and people were like, nope, we are not going to release this to a wide audience. We need to bury this as much as we can. Yeah, so they just kind of mailed it in. I thought uh, that's actually crazy to me because you got some big names, you know, Stephen yep. King, Samuel Jackson, John Cusack. You'd think that's automatic going to hit theaters and it's going to at least sell. It's going to put asses in seats. So that's surprising to me. It doesn't mean anything. How many great, and I'm not saying this was a great horror movie or ever will be recognized as a great horror movie, but how many great horror movies did that happen to? And have them end up just being cult classics in the future. Again, it's probably not going. It's yeah. definitely not going to happen with this one. No one cares about this movie. But I mean, for all the bad ratings it really got, you know, from credible sources like Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and garbage sources like Rob, you know, I think it was actually, relatively speaking, yeah, better it's, than, uh, it's better than an eleven percent movie or whatever Rotten Tomatoes had it at. But again, it's it's not great. So Eli Roth was originally supposed to direct this movie. And he had a quote that there was just sort of a difference of opinion on how to make the film and what the story should be. And there's a different direction the studio wants to go with it. It was very friendly talking about the departure because of the Weinsteins they made in Glorious Bastards and we're all friends. Probably doesn't like this quote anymore. I said, I'm not really listening. I'm not really interested in doing the film this way. You guys go ahead and I'm going to make my own films. I've also learned that I really am only interested in directing original stories that I write. That's another thing that I learned through this whole process. So interesting little tidbit that another wish. I wish they let Eli Roth run with this the way he wanted to run with it. He would have made this amazing. He would have, I guarantee he would have crushed this movie. I love when you take a good concept and put it in the hands of somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's another interesting comment that says, uh, it says after the closing credits have finished, that catalyst symbol from the movie plays for approximately five to ten seconds with no image, as if attempting to convert the audience. That's kind of interesting, and I yeah, doubt anybody cool. sticks around for the whole credits. Yeah, I yeah. say probably just switch to the next movie as quickly as possible. That's but great, that's a great idea, though. Yeah. Todd Williams is who directed this. Yeah, and I'm I cannot. I cannot find a budget for the movie, which is what I really wanted to find. But yeah, he directed it, uh, Paranormal Activity too. Oh, oh. He's good at making bad movies then, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this edition of Hometown Ghost Story Horror Movie Reviews. Um, not not many times we have a very big difference of opinion. And I think we've hit Maybe all of our... But we weren't that big. That our opinions weren't that different, different in this one. No? <laughs> but none of us rated it that high. It was <laughs> you gave it a 3.3. That's not that's, high. This... It's higher than it should be. This movie should have never been a 3.3. Anyways, that's going to do it for myself, Jesse Wilkins, Dave Wilkins. Um, It's not a 3.3. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) 